What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. Why did you say that I have a Chinese haircut? You think I went in and ordered that? <laughs> yes. Turn me up. Make it Chinese. Every time you go to Great Clips, every single time. Your hair looks stupid. Is Cardi B tradwife goals? This A-list actor is now dating one of the snakiest left-wing women in politics. Plus, how Selena Gomez became a babysitter to this billionaire celebrity icon's kid. And then, I've got your pop culture rewind. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. B has done and said some stupid things. Hold on. I'm waiting. I'm so but Cardi B revealed in a new interview with Vogue Singapore something I think pretty smart that she's never hired a nanny for her daughter culture or son wave because she doesn't trust strangers to raise her kids and feels like she's the mother, so it should be her responsibility. I always say this that I will always keep my daughter humble. You know, she still be going to the Bronx, she still be going to Washington Heights, she be going to my grandmother's house, and I'm always like tell her too, like it's like, listen, don't be bragging about the things you have, don't be bragging about. I get every though I want because some of your friends, some of your cousins, some of your family members, they don't have it. Cardi's number one pet peeve is deadbeat moms and dads. She said, there's no excuse, we have to do it. I have compassion for good mothers who get up and hustle and work or not even work. Having kids is work, raising a kid is work. But on the flip side, she said, I have so much hatred for deadbeat mothers and fathers. It's like, yo, bringing a baby into this world isn't just like, I'll figure it out. You have to be ready because you as a parent is all they got and all they want. I love this. It's like my mom never let me feel like it's like, oh, you could live here until you be a butterfly. My mom will always be like, oh, you're going to live here, but you're going to go to school or you're going to work. Right. You better choose. And then on top of that, like it's like there used to be so many parties that I used to want to go to when I was a teenager. And I used to be so mad. I used to be like, oh, my gosh, like I wish I was adopted. But. Now that I think about it, like this is facts. A lot of those parties that I wanted to go to, a lot of our friends used to get in a lot of fights. There used to be a lot of shootouts. Like, it's like, thank God that my mom didn't allow me to go to these places because it's like, who know where I would have been at? Right. You know what I'm Shout saying? Shout out to your mom. Even though Cardi doesn't use nanny, she opts to have help from her family instead whenever she needs it. But she brought up in the interview the importance of not taking advantage of your family for babysitting. She said, your parents have already lived their life and raised their kids. They are older and don't have the same energy as someone in their 20s. I'm never far from my kids because that's my responsibility as a mother. Are you pretty impressed with this interview or what? Life is about making your dreams come true, but in order to make your dreams come true, don't think it's gonna come and fall from the sky to your lap. You actually gotta put in the work. You gotta be ambitious. You gotta network. You gotta, you gotta become better at, great at what you do. You gotta be able to take criticism. Like, believe it or not, Y'all be saying that I don't take criticism, but yes, I do. That's why when people be like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. I practice, I practice so I could become better and better. 
and um, <laughs> there's hope. Hold on to your butts for this celebrity couple announcement because it is so weird. Bradley Cooper is dating former Hillary Clinton confidant, aide, and advisor, Huma Abedin. She played a huge part in Hillary's losing the 2016 campaign. When he's elected president and Kid Rock becomes secretary of state, are you gonna to move to Canada? Or one of the Arctics? I would stay in the United States. And what would you try to? I'd try to prevent him from destroying the United States. So you're gonna lead the Civil War? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take up arms. I, I think that might be a little extreme. Oh, right, because you were saying before we were rolling that you wanted to take away everyone's guns. Very cool, 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 cool. I really regret doing this. Huma was also married to disgraceful former Congressman Anthony Weiner, who was sentenced to nearly two years in jail in 2017 for sexting a minor. People don't forget. Even more random is who set them up, Anna Wintour. I guess she pairs together more than just next season outfits. Take a walk. Clearly Bradley is angling for some kind of menage a trois with Hillary Clinton, but no one told him that Hillary would only want Huma there. Do we think they will last? I mean, part of me read this and thought it's giving very George and Amal Clooney vibes. Hollywood bachelor meets a non-celebrity hotshot in heels. Maybe Bradley is entering his George era. I've got a big lesbian crush on you. Suck on that! Before I tell you about the next story, if you do not run to listen to the new episode of The Spillover tonight at midnight Eastern, what has this all been about? If I can't scuba, then what's this all been about? What am I working toward? Huge guest getting personal, spilling so much tea about the conservative movement and pop culture, their rocky relationship with their famous dad, and more. It's going to be a season two favorite episode for so many of you. Subscribe to The Spillover right now and to the Politics YouTube channel so you can watch this one because trust me, the facial reactions in this conversation are just as funny as the conversation itself. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> What happens when one pop icon asks another pop icon to babysit? The kid gets to see a whole nother pop icon in concert. Jessica Simpson said Selena Gomez babysat her 10-year-old daughter Maxwell and took her to see her first concert ever, Olivia Rodrigo. I guess Maxwell is friends with Selena Gomez's little sister or something, and that's how this all came together. All I know is this story just reminded me that I need another reality show with Jessica Simpson so that we can see her being a mom in action. Can you imagine? I had six cavities before we got married and I still haven't gotten filled. Jessica! Oh my God. <laughs> I just get cavities really easy. You know what a root canal is, right? It's in the root. It's torture. It's a cat. It starts out as a regular cat. Yeah, it's a cat. But you don't get it taken care of it. It gets deeper, 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 deeper. No, I know. I've, I've waited for three years before. It's time to jump in my pink time machine with the pop culture rewind. Yeah! This week in 1923, the Hollywood sign was officially dedicated in the hills above Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. It originally read Hollywood Land, but the four last letters were dropped after a renovation in 1949. Where do our Hollywood farts go? I've heard they're filtered into Tom Sizemore's house. Ah, <laughs> oh, Morgan. In 1960 this week, Jane Goodall arrived in present-day Tanzania to begin her famous study of chimpanzees in the wild. <laughs> 
2006 this week, Twitter was launched, but people didn't really start using it till like 2009, 2010. Imagine a world where it failed to launch. We'd be deprived of people's peanut butter hot takes. I love peanut butter. Well, I'm allergic to peanut butter. Oh, okay. You're not gonna apologize? For what? Wow, I didn't know we had a fascist amongst us. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, you're victimizing yourself now. Oh my god. No, no, if anything, you're the victim because you're the one allergic to me. Oh, you're butter. gaslighting me now because, oh, I'm the victim. How dare you? Who are you? They are a strong, independent being that won't be restrained by these confines of this systematic peanut butter bigotry. Peanut butter bigotry? I just said I liked peanut butter. Wow, you said you loved peanut butter. You really are a gaslighter. Now you, I have no clue what's happening. This is why we need to regulate speech on this platform so these authoritarian, cult-leading oppressors don't destroy our society. What? You are oppressing me. You're disgusting. I'm gonna hit you with my car. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. We have on our show Jaden Williams, who has taken a stand against the alt-left anti-peanut butter coalition. Tell me, Jaden, what made you speak out against these radical views on the subject matter? I am so scared. So, so what you're saying is you feel you're in fear of your well-being because of these overly sensitive intolerant animals. I did not say that. Well, after reading your book, where did you get that? I've come to realize how quickly this radical uproar is growing. I didn't write that. How did I get here? This just in presidential candidate Jaden Williams being questioned about his motives against the anti-peanut butter coalition and how a tweet earlier from this year led to him running for candidacy. I just love and then in 2007 this week, Rock of Love with Bret Michaels premiered on VH1 when reality TV was insane and still good. Prepare to be sick of me. Prepare right now to be sick of me. Tomorrow morning, give yourself a little more time than normal to go to work so you can go to Starbucks, get a drink, sit in the car to finish the new Spillover episode before walking in. Your day will start off with the most immaculate vibes. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna wanna inject this episode into your veins. I am jumping out of my skin for you to hear this one. Midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. Heart this episode before you go. What was the greatest early 2000s reality show? It might be Flavor of Love for me, not gonna lie. DM this episode to your friend who once got an epically horrific haircut so that they can see that beginning video and then hit the save button on this episode, please. Poplitics will be back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.